Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. You can find me as Windswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram, or as Windswept Knits on Facebook and Twitter. Show notes can be found at my website at windsweptknits.com. Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the Knitting on the Run podcast. Today is March 23rd. 2020, and segments this week include Be a Helper Craft Along, Whips, and Stress Self-Care. Wow, so a lot has changed since the last recording. Um, Well, except for one thing, I was sick the last time I recorded, I got better, and then a few days later I got sick again. No, this is not COVID-19, it's another virus or combination of viruses of some sort. Now my kids are fighting it off. Um, Yeah, the symptoms are completely different, and uh, fun times on top of it. It's uh, early spring. Here, spring has come a little bit early to New England, and so now we have seasonal allergies on top of everything else. So, yeah, fun times. You might hear me cough a little bit. Those of you who have seasonal allergies, especially severe ones, will recognize the post-nasal drift cough. I will try to edit them out as many as I can. Sometimes they just sort of happen. So, apologies in advance for that, but I figured I should record now while my kids are they are currently out of school, but they're quietly down the stairs, uh, happily sort of playing together. Uh, so a quick update from our end. We are now all home, all four of us, and we have been for about a week. Our boys are in week two of homeschooling. Technically, the school's work started, um, we got a few things on a Friday, but it really started today. But my eldest really needs structure. So I have a mini school set up. Once we realized that school was going to be out for an extended period of time, then so about a week ago, yesterday, so yeah, eight, eight, two Sundays ago, I went around the house and set up a mini school in our house. We start out our day with morning meeting, which my son's class does every day. We do Cosmic Kids Yoga to kind of calm them, give them a little bit of exercise to start the day. Then we start the quote-unquote academics. We have eight stations around our house, ranging from reading and phonics and math to science experiments and creativity. That last one usually means um, Play-Doh or Legos, because I also have a preschooler. So we kind of have to balance the academics with a a kid who needs a little bit of extra help with a preschooler who, you know, spends his day at Play-Doh and making ice sculptures and stuff like that at preschool. But we rotate through the stations, about 20 minutes at each, plus a 30-minute recess mid-morning. We take off about 75 minutes midday for lunch and a longer recess, and the school gets out at 3. And after that, they can have screen time. So in the midst of all that, I'm trying to steal some time for myself. We've done some social distance hiking. We are lucky that we have a whole bunch of trails near us that are usually very quiet. Uh, so, yeah, and they're not anymore now that everyone is staying home all week. they We went out on a hike on Sunday, Saturday. I think Saturday. Yes, it was the warmer of the two days. And it was surprisingly busy. Luckily, that particular Audubon Society has a lot of trails you can you can sort of park in the parking lot in the middle and go miles of trails in any direction. Uh, so we, we picked one that was particularly wide and had a lot of space to keep people apart. Everyone did a very good job, except for one group of teenagers. But everyone else did a very good job of, of keeping six feet apart at all times. We're lucky to have a lot of kid-friendly trails nearby. We're probably going to go take one more hike tomorrow morning on some trails near our house because starting tomorrow at noon, we now have a stay-at-home order. It's not quite a shelter-in-place, and believe me, those of us in Boston who lived around here near next to or around the time of the Boston Marathon bombing we know exactly what a shelter in place order is so this is a stay at home order 
So you are, <clears throat> excuse me, you're allowed to head out and go to grocery stores, gas stations. Restaurants are open for takeout. You're not really supposed to go to the parks and stuff like that anymore. Um, previously, the parks had been open if you stayed six feet apart, playgrounds closed, you know, touching, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you, um, starting at noon tomorrow, yeah, we're we're shut down unless you're an essential service. So I think we're going to take one more hike tomorrow morning on the trails near our house, which are super quiet. We we, we near, rarely run into anybody on these trails ever. There's usually only you know one other group of people, and then. We are in the house um, until April 7th, basically, except for grocery shopping. So, fun times. Um, so, a quick reminder, Be a Helper Craft Along is continuing. We technically have one week left, and that's something I wanted to ask you folks about. So, uh, I believe it's supposed to stop when I wake up the morning of April 1st. However, it feels like right now, more than ever, we need to be concentrating on helping our fellow human beings. So here's my thought, and I want your feedback. Let me know what you think. Yay, nay, other suggestions. I'd love to hear about it. I would like to extend the Be a Helper Craft Along through the end of April. However, I don't think it's fair to just extend everything because a few of you have been participating from the very beginning, and I think you should get credit for it. So my thought was, we have four prizes. My thought was to give away two of the prizes the morning of April 1st, as scheduled, um, using random.org the way I always do to draw a number, and then draw the remainder of the two prizes on May 1st. Please let me know what you think. You know, get back to me, DM me, Instagram, Ravelry, email me, windswetmonique at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, and, and we'll see what, what the group thinks about this. But I would really like to encourage people to go out there, especially, I mean, obviously making things for charity is awesome. If you're making masks for first responders, if you're continuing to make NICU knockouts because babies are keep being born, if you're continuing to make, you know, prostheses with knitted knockers because women are still getting breast cancer, you know, that's awesome. But I really, really want to encourage you, if you are healthy enough, to please donate blood. The Red Cross is being um, absolutely crazy anal retentive when it comes to cleaning these places between each donor. They're spacing the donors apart. You're not going to be in a room with a bunch of donors anymore. They're being super duper extra careful, but there is a definite lack of blood right now. Please go donate blood if you can. Um, I'm obviously coughing at the moment, and so there's no way they're going to take me even if it is only allergies. But once I am back to normal and have no symptoms of anything, I will be, even though I hate having needles, you know, shots I can handle, but I hate giving blood. I hate having needles in my arm, but as soon as I am healthy, I'm going to try to sign up. I know I have, a, I have a bad track record because I tend to be on the anemic side, but I'm going to give it a go and see if they will take me. So, uh, a reminder, so just to, to do one quick recap, First off, please go donate blood. Second off, my proposal is that we draw two of the prizes as scheduled on April 1st or whatever day after that, but, you know, the, the posts up through, say, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, April 1st, will go into the first round of prizes, and then May 1st for the second round of prizes. Please let me know what you think. I really want to hear your feedback. As a quick reminder, the four prizes we currently have are, one, a skein of sock yarn from a great yarn in Chatham Mass, tied exclusively for them by Houtnitz in the finest hours colorway. That is 75% merino, 25% nylon. I have one 25-gram skein of Lorna's Laces Shepherd Sock plus a mini skein of handspun. I will spin something to order 
to you from me. I have a couple colorways on hand that I will let the winner choose from, and I will spin it up. Or if you are a spinner, I will send it to you, and you can spin it. I will leave that up to you. And last but certainly not least, one pattern of your choice from the Down Cellar Studio Ravelry Store, courtesy of Jennifer Lassonde. On to whips. South Woods, I have finished the lace back. I've started the body in my hand, hand spun, excuse me. I finished the folded brim, and I am now about four inches into the stockinette body. I'm really enjoying this. I'm going to put, put a couple pictures up um, later this week so you can see it on my Instagram, Facebook, etc. feeds, because uh, it's really interesting because you do the lace first, including the entire back of the sweater, that when you're working on it from the front, if you actually kind of lay it out to what it looks like, you're like, you actually see the lace from the inside, so it's kind of like a view of the inside of the sweater from the front. It's kind of cool. I'm enjoying it. It's, it's fun to look at and, and take a peek at. I've got a ways to go. I, I think around a third of the way through the first skein of my hand spun. I haven't actually weighed it, but judging by, you know, visual distance, it looks to be about a third of the way through, which means I'm going to have a ton of hand spun left, I think, when this is done. Maybe I'll do a tank top. I, I thought I'd have enough to do maybe a matching shawl, but I think I'm going to have enough to do maybe another garment. So a, a hand spun cotton tank top sounds like a lot of fun to make. I've also been working on my boxy. Now, prior to everything shutting down about a week ago, I got a lot done. Before social distancing, well, before I should say the, you know, we were staying at home with social distancing, this was my car knitting, which may not sound like much, but my husband needs surgery on his right leg. He can't drive. He has not been able to drive since uh, we were on vacation down in Florida. So for two full weeks, I drove my entire family everywhere and kept the sweater in my car. So that means driving my husband to and from work every day, both my kids to school, everybody to all their after school and evening activities, etc., etc. You get the picture. So I got several inches done, and, you know, this is a lace weight, and there are, I think, 350 or more stitches on this sweater. So, yeah, several inches, uh, that's a lot of work. So I think I'm, I haven't measured in a while, I think I'm seven or eight inches tall in lace weight. I can't believe how fast this has come around, mostly because we have injuries in our family, but, you know, uh, with everything going on, I may end up having a boxy sweater done. I thought I would have it done for next fall, but maybe I'll have it done sooner. Who knows? I have ankle socks. I have knit a few rows. I brought these on vacation. I think I talked to you guys about these last time. They are in a really pretty um, sort of um, bluey, greeny, like medium blue through turquoise to a little bit of green, um, and I'm really enjoying it. It's a, a, one of the Kobasi colorways from Haiku. And these are going to be ankle socks. I am getting closer to the first heel. I have not gotten there yet, but I am getting closer and closer. I'm also working on a preemie hat. This preemie hat, I knit a full-size baby hat, not a, um, a NICU, like not a preemie hat, if you take my meaning. And I don't know why, but this is taking forever. Actually, I do know why. So part of it is I'm knitting it with two yarns held together, which I always go slower when I do that. I also tried out a new set of needles that someone gave me a while back. And I'm going to be honest, I really hate the needles. <laughs> I really need to take these needles out and put one of my own, one of my good needles in because, so the cord is super flexible, which I love because I magic loop things in the round. However, for some reason, the cord is almost too flexible. When I'm trying to slide things from the cord to the needle, it just takes forever. So I, I, I have to be honest, I'm not working on these all that often because I hate these needles. So maybe later today I'll go ahead and yank those needles out and put a good pair of needles in. Heck, you know, something clover from 
Michael's or Joanne's or another big box store would be an improvement on this because I really hate these needles. They're a square needle. I forget what they're called, but yeah, but they're a square. They're, the needles themselves are squares with a rounded pointed tip, but the bodies are squares and there's like crazy floppy flexible cables. And I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm just, I, I don't, I forget what the name brand is, but wow. Yeah. So anyway, I'm also currently casting on something right now. I'm, I think about 20 stitches into the cast on. I am casting on the Sassy Rapitude or Sassy Rapid from the Rapitude collection. I'm sorry, I don't have the exact name right in front of me. It's by Megan Williams at Just Run Knit on um, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And I think that's actually her tag on Ravelry as well. Um, I got this pattern free when I went into, into the wall. She was one of the very generous designers who donated patterns. And uh, so I had a coupon for any one of her, pat- her self-published patterns for free. So I picked one of the Rapitudes because, like her, I also have trouble trying to wear shawls well. I've, I've gotten better, but I have um, narrow, rounded shoulders, so things tend to really fall off me. So I thought having the Rapitude with a hole at one end might be a great idea for really keeping things you know, on my shoulder. So I have, I'm knitting this up in one skein of fingering weight. I believe it's a bamboo cotton blend. It's from Great Great Adirondack Yarn Company. I picked this up at Rhinebeck last fall. And it is sort of like orangey peachy with hints of yellow and hints of pink to it. And it's not a color I normally work with, but for some reason it was calling to me at Rhinebeck. And normally I hate orange. And I'm not a gigantic fan of pink. But I don't know, this just worked, and so I got some kobasi in yellow. And sort of likewise, like pink, yellow, I'm not always a big fan of pink and yellow. I can Sometimes I like them and sometimes I don't. I kind of go vacillate, I, I go back and forth. But I think that the yellow and then this orange, you know, I just, I needed something cheery. The end of March here in New England is just dreary. You know, everything is still brown. The, the leaves are still off the trees. The grass is still brown. You know, it's, there's oak leaves everywhere. If you have oak trees, you know what I mean when I talk about that. The pine needles are down. Everything is just yuck. And it's usually kind of wet and mug and damp. And, and it's just, yeah. So I needed something cherry. So I'll come, I think the brightest color yarns I own. And I'm casting this on right now. I have gotten a little spinning done for a spinning whip. Back in January, I brought two matching gradient kits for spinning from Buchanan Fiber. They are five shades each, going from a sort of a malachite green to a, a rich medium dark blue. I'm struggling to find the right name for this exact shade. It's not cobalt. It's not that blue. It's greener than a cobalt, um, but it's kind of got a rich tone to it. And sort of the five sh- shades go from the green to the blue, and then the three kind of go through. It's not really a turquoise. It's too dark for that, but it goes through um, the colorways in between, and it is, it's going to be spectacular. And at some point... Uh, I think I'm going to do a gradient shawl with these, or maybe like a faded sweater or something. It depends how much yardage I get. I'm really working on spinning it super thin. My goal is to have a three-ply fingering weight. So I get I get three-ply sport weight very easily. That's kind of my default mode. But I'm trying to get this just a little bit thinner. Um, we'll see how it plies up, because usually when I spin super thin, that's when the plies break, which is annoying as I'll get out. But I'm trying, so we'll see how it works. Last segment, stress, self-care. So, stress. We're all feeling it right now. I know my anxiety has been through the roof recently, as I'm sure yours is. I have family and friends who are at very high risk. We've got transplant patients, cancer patients, autoimmune disorders, folks who've recently had surgery. My husband and I both have asthma, and as you can probably 
Yes, by how often I get sick. I have a kind of a wonky immune system on a good year. So, um, yeah, so that's fun. And then you, those of you who are extroverts, I know, are craving the social contact that you're denied. And if you're an introvert like me, you're finding it really hard to recharge because you're literally on top of each other all day long and there is no way to get away from each other. So, yeah, stress. Woohoo. Uh, so here are some tools that may help you deal with all the craziness going, going on right now. You know, none of these are guaranteed to work, but they're all things you can keep in your toolbox. So when you are tearing your hair out, go ahead, try one, two, three of these and, and work on getting that tension out. So first off, number one, stop scrolling and turn off the news. I know. Believe me, I know, I am totally guilty of this too. But scrolling all the scary news items and the panic postings on Facebook, Instagram, especially Twitter, it's not helping your anxiety and your fears right now. Schedule times during the day to access your social media and your news apps and watch the news and stick to those times. You know, Give yourself time to do it because I know you need that social time to talk to your friends online and read their posts, etc. But pick certain times and only access them during those times. Number two, write it down. Even if you never keep a journal, now is a good time to start one. Type it, write it, use a fancy journal notebook, use a scrap of paper, type on Microsoft Word, open Google Docs, just anything. Get your thoughts out of your head. As odd as it sounds, gathering your thoughts enough just to write it down in some way can really help calm your fears because it sort of gives your brain an acknowledgement of what's going on. Number three, craft. Well, yeah, we've got this one covered, of course, but, you know, seriously. Crafts like knitting, crochet, spinning, you know, they're scientifically proven to reduce stress. So pick up that knitting. You know, if it's something I've seen a bunch of people saying they don't want to start a project right now because there's bad memories attached to it. Craft for someone else. You know, make a Nikki noggin hat, make a prosthesis, make a knitted knocker, make a blanket for your local homeless population or shelter. Just do something because the act of doing that repetitive motion is really going to help your stress and someone somewhere is really going to benefit on the other end, even if it's not a sweater you're going to wear for the rest of your life. Which leads into four, do something good for someone else. Concentrating on someone else's needs may help stop those anxious thoughts that keep, you know, cycling through your brain. Like I said, make a NICU hat, a knit a knocker, make a hat for the homeless, go donate blood, get groceries for your elderly neighbor, take that nervous energy and help it and focus it on others. Five, schedule a time to worry. Hear me out. Pick a time. Say 10 minutes before you cook supper. Whenever your brain starts to crowd in with those worries and you feel that panic and the anxiety and whatever, remind yourself that you will worry about it, but not now. So say, five, when 515 rolls around, go ahead. Let yourself worry. Have all those negative thoughts. Think it out. Think through everything. But only for those 10 minutes. After the 10 minutes is up, remind yourself that you will worry about it again, and you give yourself permission to worry about it. But not until the next scheduled worry time. It sounds silly, but sometimes just telling your brain that you'll get to it later really turns down the anxiety and lets you get on with the rest of your day. Number six, exercise. If you're allowed out with social distancing, go for a walk, a run, a bike ride, a hike. Just you know, maintain those six feet from everybody around you. If you have to stay inside, bodyweight workouts can be amazing. You know, planks, lunges, squats, leg raises. Do you don't have dumbbells? Use a soup can for arm curls. You have streaming internet? Awesome. They are dozens, if not hundreds, of professionals teaching free classes right now during the corona crisis. Here is just a small sampling of what I have happened to see. I can guarantee you there's dozens more of styles that I haven't seen. This is just what I've come across. Ballet, tap, 
belly dance, salsa dancing, traditional Indian dance, Bollywood, karate, karate for kids, jujitsu, weightlifting, yoga, kids yoga, bar, CrossFit style workouts, land workouts for swimmers, strength training for runners, bikers, etc. You, you get the point. Search Google, Facebook, and YouTube. There are so many options. Pick two or three and tell yourself that each day you're going to try a new one till you find something that you actually like. If you don't find something there, you're, if you have access, you know, if you have a smartphone, I guarantee you there are thousands of fitness apps on there. Go find something that interests you and just do it. Get those endorphins flowing and those endorphins will really help your stress. And lastly, remember it's okay to not be okay right now. The whole world is topsy-turvy and we are just figuring out how to handle all the changes and it's changing sometimes on a daily or weekly basis. It's okay to be upset or sad or angry. But if you feel like it's all too much and you can't handle what's going on, please talk to a mental health professional, which I am not. Call your therapist. Call your doctor to get a referral to a therapist. Visit mentalhealth.gov for links and numbers to services that can help you. If you need help right now, please text the crisis text line. In the U.S., the crisis text line is 741741. In Canada, you can text 686-868 or 741-741. In the UK, you can text 85258. Just know we are all in this together. You know, it's going to get worse before it gets better, especially with those idiots on the beach because, you know, they're stupid. But that's how illness works. But we can take care of each other. Check on your friends and neighbors over the phone or over the internet. Stay at home. Flatten the curve. We can do this. You know, we're all in this together. We can do this. So I'm going to try to record every week as far as I can with my kids being home and as far as craziness allows, but that's the plan. If there's anything you want me to talk about in terms of fitness, I would love to. I have a little bit more time for research sometimes than I normally do, so I would love to get to you. Um, Next week, if I don't hear from anyone, I'm going to talk about what we've been doing at our house for fitness because I have two small boys with a lot of energy, so uh, trying to keep that energy from you know, driving themselves and us insane or destroying things in our house has been interesting at times. So uh, if I don't hear from you folks, that's what I will be talking about for the fitness segment next week. So my love to all of you, please stay safe, stay healthy. And hot damn, if you have any masks at home or, you know, rubber gloves or stuff like that, please get them to your nearest hospital because they need them more than you do. I mean, obviously, if your doctor has told you to wear an N95 mask, keep them. But if you bought them off the internet because you were panicked, please get them to your local hospital. Okay, soapbox over. See you next week. Keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye.